All we need is a place to be And a few good friends for some company If you'd like to stay, you don't have to leave We'll leave the lights on and the door unlocked If you drop on by, you don't have to knock We're happy to share whatever we've got Welcome everyone to a West Seattle NASCast. We're sitting here. Mark is trying to quietly open his. Is that sugar or Splenda? It's Splenda. 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 Don't don't be shy. It's it's. No, I'm not actually shy. It's just um, I'm not the biggest fan of Splenda, but I do need something sweet in my coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are here getting ready to record a podcast. We have, uh, on the interviewees tonight, we have the one and only Susan, how do you pronounce, Gop- Goplin. Goplin is in the house. Mr. Splenda himself, uh, Mark Amisqua. Good evening. <laughs> I hope you make this awkward. And then uh, we're really excited to have uh, Bonnie join us. Bonnie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And a little less excited to have her significant other, Herman. Herman, are you excited? You're not welcome. <laughs> so, um, this, is, this was actually not planned. This wasn't on my radar. But uh, I realized coming off of Bonnie's funeral uh, that we just, it was time to do this again. Uh, and so I was like, we just had some members. And so let's get the new members together and do a podcast. Now, there is one new member who is not with us, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse apparently thought he was too good for this group and uh, is standing us up. No, Jesse's not feeling well. So this is your chance uh, as members to badmouth Jesse if you'd like. Susan, would you like to? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do that. Okay, Mark. I'm sorry, I missed the question. Do you want to badmouth Jesse? Oh, I can't. Okay. I choose not to. Herman? No. Bonnie? You're missing out on some fun, Jesse. That's right. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, so we are here to interview these new members who have uh, formally entered into uh, a relationship with the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, okay, uh, first question to each of you. And I, you know, uh, this, I'm really excited about this one. Um, percentage of the Nazarene manual, we'll start with Susan, that you've read. The manual? The Nazarene Did you know that there was a Nazarene I, manual? Uh, no. You, really? I didn't. Oh. I got a worksheet that was like 16 pages that was handed out to us, and that's. For the record, Pastor Terry ran your uh, Nazarene. Yes. Class. <laughs> There's a Nazarene manual. Um, no, like, I didn't read it. It's like this thick. And, and I would have read it had I known. If so would I. Because I'm, I'm good with me. That's my excuse, too. <laughs> you, anyway. Mark? Well, this was back in. Uh, like January of 2020. Oh yeah, that, that, that for was. everyone listening, Mark actually has technically, according to uh, the the documents in Nazarene Mecca, Kansas City, been a member for a little bit longer than you all. But COVID kind of hijacked his glory, so we're letting him in on the new one. So have you met? Have you read the Nazarene manual? I believe that I have read, but or potentially have read part of it, but. You know, clearly I would need to recollect it to know that I actually have. Oh. So I guess the answer is no. That was, I asked for a percentage. Oh, percent. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's see. I would say maybe potentially 15 to 25 okay. percent. That's probably more than me. Oh, then never mind. Let's go with uh, like 2 percent. Let me just put it this way. I'm guessing in our church, 
But it's either Pastor Terry or Lorenzo that have read significant parts. And forgive me if my uh, Nazarene history and polity and manual uh, class that I took at NEU teacher ever listened to this. I doubt she ever will. It was the most boring class I had in college. So I did not read all of it. Sorry, uh, Nazarene Mecca. Bonnie, Herman, have you guys read the Nazarene manual? No. No, because I didn't know it existed. <sighs> We're going to have to edit that question out. <laughs> I'm probably not. We could like buy you all Nazarene manuals. Oh my God. By the way, Terry <laughs> and Pastor Sarah need to be what's chastised. We're going to publicly in, shame them. Okay. Well, on Sunday for not. They ran the membership class. I, I technically ran Mark's, but he didn't know there was one. Um, but Pastor Terry and uh, Sarah ran the. And you didn't know. So we're going to publicly shame them on Sunday. Okay. Um, well, let me ask this question. Well, it's all your fault, John. <laughs> it probably is. How many uh, general superintendents does the Church of the Nazarene have? Do, do, do. An off the wall guess, I'd say maybe 10. <laughs> this is wonderful. Wait, no, isn't. It's just one. Isn't no, it? that's the Catholic Church, and they're called popes. Oh, no, that's fair. Okay, then, yeah. I saw a picture once that I think had four white guys, a white woman, and a black guy. <laughs> so I'm guessing six. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> Susan, Susan for the win. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and we will, not, we will not edit out that one because I want, I want the record to show at least one of our new members knew that we had six general superintendents. Not one pope and not ten. Okay, uh, questions that you should be able to answer. Uh, and we'll start with Susan. Susan, what's your favorite superhero? This one's hard. Um, you know, Batman, what's interesting about Batman is he doesn't really have any supernatural powers. He's just relying on technology. But Batman's too dark for me. Mm. Um you know, Superman's story is interesting because you got the whole kryptonite thing, and I think we all have kryptonite, some kind of a kryptonite thing. It's all our Achilles heel thing. So, I I love that you put a lot of thought into Superman this. Superman is probably ranked ahead of Batman. I think Thor is in the Marvel comics a very um, very handsome fellow. So, and, and it, he goes along with the whole Nordic, um, Nordic uh, mythology, which I'm, I'm of Scandinavian descent. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Marvel Thor, even though he's kind of a jerk. But okay, good answer. There you go. Thank you. Uh, 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 Mark. Um, I would Thor, I, I've asked that question, but sorry, Mark, I just interrupted you. I've asked that question to a lot of youth groups over the years. And I never have gotten the Thor is um, attractive answer. So that, this, is, this, is, this is new. Uh, this is a good class of membership, by the way. I know. This is awesome. Like, um, now, I would actually have to say the uh, blue Power Ranger uh, from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, his name is Billy... Um, Oh my goodness, forgive me that I don't remember his uh, last name. I know the actor, um, but his progression, he was, the, he was considered the smart, sort of the one that understood like Zordon and Alpha 5. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. really kind of was like, did all the molecular stuff, which by the way, like science and myself, 
we have a love dislike relationship. Okay. Um, and so like to kind of vicariously kind of live through him. And he was one that also wasn't necessarily the one that was really into the, like the martial arts, but like he still was part of the team. And so there's something that gravitated towards that I liked about him and also seeing his progression as a leader eventually too as well. Um, originally being a ranger to um, the potential of, you know, giving up his zeal crystal uh, for, for another potential ranger um, that came in. Again, if you have any good questions about Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin. We'll get that maybe. on the next podcast. Exactly. Herman, you. do you know who the Power Rangers are? No. I feel like that's going to be Herman's answer to every question. <laughs> <laughs> Herman, what is your favorite uh, superhero? And if you say John Wayne, I'm kicking you. I'm kicking your membership out. I'm just kidding. Bruce Lee. There we go. <laughs> Bonnie, favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that counts. Okay, last fun question. Um, for those of you uh, uh, who don't, didn't know before now that there was a Nazarene manual, uh, forgive me, uh, but you can imagine what's in there. Um, favorite TV show that you are either currently watching or have watched that the Nazarene manual would scowl at you over the fact that you watched it. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> That's <laughs> right. For me, I'd say right now it's probably Yellowstone. Oh, no. so good. Herman, what's your favorite show that uh, pe- the Nazarene Manual would look down on you over? Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Is that even a show? That's a, that's a name. That's not a show, is it? He's got a show on. He's got okay. a show program okay. on, and I definitely watch it. Okay. Well, we'll pray for your soul. Bonnie? Little House on the Prairie. I think the Nazarene Manual would very much approve of that. I think you're in good standing. But they wouldn't uh, approve on Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, they wouldn't. So we're going to kick Herman out, but Bonnie, you can stay. Um, If he goes, I go. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Mark? Okay, so it's not necessarily um, like my favorite show, you know, that I'm presently watching. However, to to answer the question, I believe that the Real World World Rules Challenge, uh, I believe the manual will definitely... Is that a, is be that, against? Is that still on MTV? It is still definitely on MTV. Yes. It is. I'm sure the Nazarene manuals against MTV. It, it, so there we go. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're getting kicked out for sure. This is why <laughs> we have Grace. <laughs> Grace, Susan, do you, do you watch TV, Susan? I do. Okay. Um, well, I I really like Ted Lasso, mm. and I think the yeah. meta message that the church might like, but I think there's a lot of stuff, individual stuff they wouldn't like. But I haven't read the manual, so I don't know. You didn't even know the manual existed. I didn't even know the manual existed. Kathleen, um, I know you're not on the podcast and you don't have a microphone, but you're like one of the real OGs now. I don't know if you know this. Uh, OG means, Mark, that's just like old school, right? Kind of original gangsters. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So with Pastor Bonnie's passing... Am I correct? You are the longest term member. Like, you've been going here the longest, right? Yeah. Did you know there was a Nazarene manual? Okay, good. <laughs> helps. Okay. Um, first serious question to you all as new members of the West Seattle Church 
of the Nazarene. Um, what the heck were you thinking joining the West Seattle Church of the Nazarene? What, is that, what does that say about you? Susan, does that say something about you that you would choose to identify with us? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll say, I, I'll be honest about my age. I'm 55. Um, and if somebody had told me before I entered this church that I would one day be the member of a of an evangelical church. <laughs> um, I I would have I would not uh, you know I would have I wouldn't have believed that. That's wonderful. Um, and I'm I'm getting emotional. I, I'll say this: um, what I love about this church is that it's it's sacramental and it honors the 2000 history of, your history of Christianity, at the same time, it takes Jesus really seriously. And that combination is why I'm a member. I, th I think with that answer, you've just made up for not knowing there's a manual. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that thing, that's beautiful. Um, Mark, what does it say about your character that you choose to affiliate with us? Um. Yeah, what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> no, I, man, I mean, just kind of piggyback what Susan said. Well, at least in regards to like getting, almost getting choked up, actually. Um, I like to believe that in regards to my character, that it says that I am following the Holy Spirit. Um, I was spiritually led to come to our church. It was definitely not on my radar at all. And knowing of the many uh, moments of grace uh, that definitely cannot be explained except for just saying it is the Lord, uh, he led me uh, to our church. And, um, and I could definitely see why for sure uh, cause they, uh, but yeah, so, um, no, I mean, I, just trying to, to follow the Holy Spirit, and, um, because it definitely was not, uh, we all know, we all know, not all of us, but so, some of us might know the, uh, the story of how, what exactly happened when I first entered the church building in itself, um, and uh, but no, it definitely was the Lord for sure that led me to our church, and and I could definitely see why, and I could easily get choked up about um, since then. So. Well, I want to circle back to that in a minute. Herman and Bonnie, uh, I often describe us like a like a bad rash you just can't get rid of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. What on earth were you thinking coming here and staying here? Well, you know, I, well, back in time, um, I figured you needed some help around here. <laughs> and I was in the ministry before I came here. I was doing the, the food, uh, you know, Seattle uh, Food Bank, hmm. or uh, Seattle Street Ministry. Really? And I was doing that for a long time, seven years. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Wow. See, there's a podcast there we need to have. And then, uh, you know, and after uh, Food Lifeline t- decided to get their little hands into it, they uh, took everything from us. Okay. Before we could go out and got addresses before people could, uh, you know, need food. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie, you're uh, you're the newest uh, here uh, in terms of uh, how long you've been attending the church. Uh, have you had uh, any second thoughts about uh, turning around and walking out the other side, or or are you are you sticking around? I'm sticking around. Woo! I visited with the church in Nazarene down in Tillamook with my sister. Oh yeah. Really liked it. Of course, I was kind of spoiled because she was one of the worship leaders. Okay. And when I came with Herman the first time, I was real quiet until I got to know people. And then I did a lot of praying and said, okay, God, you lead me where you want me. Well, I never left here. So I decided it was time to do as God wanted, and that was to join. Love it. Well, let's talk about, um, for each of you, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let this one open up to whoever wants to jump and go first, but uh, think back to when you first started coming here, uh, uh, and I guess really is how long maybe have you been coming here, and do you remember that first day or time? Uh, was, it, was, it a, was it a specific, like, intentional, you started out that week or that day saying, I'm going to go to this church and, and try it out? Was it happenstance you were walking by uh i'd just love to hear from each of you kind of that that first uh encounter how why were you here what led you here uh and and what was that like who wants to go first the first time i came i had asked herman what church do you go to because i want to get into one he said i go to the nazarene and i said well there's a lot of them in seattle which particular one he goes west seattle And I said, well, I would like to go and just see what it's like. At first, I was kind of real standoffish from people because I'm very shy. Yeah. But once I started to get to know people, I started opening up. Yeah. Mark, yeah, Mark. I got it. I I have to. And and tell us about your, uh, the first, uh, tell us about what happened before church even started. (laughs) Well, yeah, so so for me, I, um, I came to accept, uh, Christ as my Lord and Savior at um, a Foursquare church down in California. Uh, and that was what I was so used to and had so much support and love um, in that sort of beginnings journey, in a manner speaking, um, down down there. And so leaving was a little bit hard, but I also knew that was part of what the Lord was calling me to do. Um, and we can, you know, and then down, it, it's kind of cool being said, you get the chance to kind of look back and actually realize that he led me to move back July of 2019, right before COVID hit. And all my family members, if not, yeah, almost all of them, majority of them, including my parents, live up here. And I actually was doing one of those things where I was like, bargaining praying to the lord give me one more year give me one more year down in california didn't hear anything and then i was just like okay lord god then you're leading me to come up here so wanted to try to find a church maybe to potentially foursquare there was one that i had already known 
uh, through uh, the mission work that I, the Lord allowed me to have um, on two mission trips to Nicaragua. And so there was already a, a Foursquare church that was up here in West Seattle. Um, and so I knew where that was, sort of. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let me see if there's any other ones. So I did some research and tried to look for even a potentially a, an affirming church, too, as well. Um, but I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, and, and trying to keep it short, um, uh, I was like, man, I, I attended a church. It just didn't work out. I went to McDonald's. I was defeated. I was like, Lord God, like, all right, lead me to a church. But if not, you know, this is the last bit next, next following Sunday. Um, Going back to the Foursquare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna go. I was gonna go to Foursquare. I was gonna go back because I knew where that was. Yeah. And so if that, so then I, so ended up being where I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah. So I went online and I didn't remember specifically where in West Seattle that Foursquare church was, and so or is. Um, and so I was like typing it in, and I was like, well, Christian church, you know, in West Seattle, right? Or Foursquare church. Um, uh, Google and flesh good the Holy old spirit. Good old Godle. Yeah. Get it? Google. Uh, okay. Well, through Google, uh, first website, first church that came up was West Seattle Church of the Nazarene. And I was like, huh. Went on there, saw a picture of our Pastor Sean. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Scroll down. Oh, cool beans. You know, uh, Lorenzo, like, you know, worship leader. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'll try out this church. I guess <laughs> shout out to Lorenzo, sorry. Um, but I'll try out this church. And so I did, but I said, okay, if this doesn't work out, Lord God, I'm just going to go back to that four square church. Um, lo and behold, I get here and. No one greets me. And we're not talking like five minutes. Mm-mm. We're talking through the first half of the service. Absolutely. So, and I know who was there. It Anybody was Herman, that's listening huh? to this podcast. I love you, though. But uh, yes, no, nobody greeted me. Everybody was in their own conversations. Um, I actually came through uh, the, these doors and... Not great at describing. That'll, that'll help the podcast land. Absolutely, it came. I came through these doors over <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> uh, I could say probably the opposite of the parsonage. Yeah. Okay. Um, that probably I don't know. Um, came through again. Didn't see anybody. I knew like it was U shaped. By the way, it was U shaped, and um, there are some seats over here that haven't been taken. And so I figured I was probably going to sit there, but thinking that maybe I'll be greeted or what have you. Nobody said hi to me. Uh, no one. Um, I did make eye contact with then Laura. Laura saw me, had this look on her face like, I want to be able to greet you. But at that time, um, Lorenzo actually wasn't there that Sunday, so she was taking over uh, worship lead. And so she, we're already yeah, getting ready for her thing. Anyway. That's what I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't realize Lorenzo was a draw, uh, and then he wasn't there that first Sunday. Which is hilarious. I mean, I guess maybe so, just, just to be frank, I mean, my name is Mark, but just to be frank, um, 
I, I think it's just trying to find a church also that maybe is diverse or just was yeah, hoping yeah. that maybe there'd be a person of color. And, yeah. um, and so that's, and so when I saw that, I thought that would, that's cool beans. Um, and uh, so funny that he, he wasn't there. So I actually do step back out because I almost was going to leave. I genuinely, honestly was about to leave. And then I don't know. I was just like, I'm already here. <laughs> I'm in West Seattle. I want to go to church. I'm just going to stick around. Um, by that time, I did make eye contact with you. You did greet me in a way that was like, hi. But then you were so busy with getting your, your sermon. You're, you're walking. You do, what you, you're, you do the walk around. You're trying to figure out how service yeah, it's was like, going to go. It was probably one of those chaotic. Yeah. Correct. So um, I decided to sit down. And yeah, no, seriously, like you said, halfway through, still halfway through, nobody really said hi. I was kind of basically the one that was kind of like, hello, and, and then I just, I don't know, I was just, I, I, yeah. I was there, and then afterwards, I was like, even towards the end, um, oh, <laughs> that laugh is also because um, the worship music was not what I was used to, musically. Um, and then uh, it just brought me back to like, going to private Catholic school and um, and then uh, and then there was also intermittent like okay this has some Catholic sort of practices in it in a manner of speaking uh, though it is a Christian service and so I was like okay um, well uh, I am just gonna I'm here I'm gonna stick it through but I most likely will not be coming back the following Sunday. Well, uh, we'll piggyback on that and come back to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Susan, were you planning on coming here? Had, was it happenstance? Was it Google? What? It was the West Seattle blog. Really? Yeah. So I was just, um, that Sunday morning, I was just in a really, um, I just had a, just a really personally awful event happen. And I, I just was like, I, I need to go to church. I need to go to church. And I looked on the blog. Um, because I hadn't been going regularly to church for some years. Um, I'd never found a church in West Seattle that just connected with me. And the only service that was at 11 a.m. was yours. <laughs> and so I, uh, I too, was in that, um, that south entrance. And the door was kind of sticky, and that was before the renovation, and it was really unclear, like, is this... But I was like, well, it was on the blog, so I'm guessing you're still meeting. And so I, I somehow kind of got the door that was sticky open, and, and then I saw people moving in here, and I was like, well, someone's here. Um, so that's good. And then um, that sermon that you gave, you there was... Um, a man who was, you talked about a man who was homeless, who'd done a lot for the church, and um, I think that week he'd woke, he woke up outside the door, and you were really upset, um, because you just were so, hmm. felt so frustrated and helpless that somebody who'd given so much still um, didn't have a place to sleep. And you talked about, you know, I, you know, basically, I get we're a small congregation, and we don't have much, but what can we do? And um, it was a, a, that morning I personally had felt so helpless. And, and sometimes that's when grace breaks in, right? It's when you're really helpless. 
And I knew something I could do, and that was I could go to Costco and buy food and bring it back. Hmm. And that's what I did. I bought food, brought food, and Nick lost us downstairs, and he helped unload the food. And, um, yeah, and yeah. I've been coming back ever since. <sighs> Good stories. Uh, so, f- for you, Susan, you were not attending a church prior to I this. I was not. How long, how long had it been since you had maybe regularly attended somewhere? Um, I would say by eight years. Okay. And Mark, you were down in California. You were, you were regularly, faithfully attending a four-square church. Yes, um, that was since uh, October of 2000. 11 I want to say yeah okay. uh, October 2011 so a good bit and you that for you was kind of your first uh, experience post your kind of uh, Catholic upbringing actually it, it wasn't okay. um, that that fully in a sense of accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior October 2011 uh, and and it being Foursquare Church um, and service uh, but I used to be part of uh, Campus Crusade for well, then called Campus Crusade for Christ, uh, which is now called Crew, um, and having it be uh, one of the college, uh, Christian college kind of like groups and associations and, and, and students um, being able to gather up. And so that, that was sort of maybe my first experience, okay. but yeah. Bonnie, where were you, where, where had you been? Had you been attending church prior to this, or I hadn't been in church for over ten years. Okay, I was raised full gospel. Okay, we were called the Holy Rollers. The Holy Rollers. <laughs> Let's bring some of that holy rolling in here. <laughs> Herman, prior to here, uh, had you been attending? Well, I haven't uh, really actually attended uh, church. I did, uh, like I said, uh, Seattle Street Ministry, and we did a lot of ministry on yeah. the streets for the homeless okay. and, and everything. Okay, so let's say, uh, uh, and we'll start, uh, we'll start with you, Bonnie, uh, and we'll give each of you 60 seconds. Let's say you had a, a friend who maybe is not, has nothing, no knowledge of this, this worshiping community, uh, maybe even somebody not connected to the church, and they said, tell me about the church you attend. What is it like? How would you describe this church? Friendly. Okay. Welcomes you with open arms. At least after uh, being there for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Herman? Well, it's like when I was stepped that first time in this church, you know, it was thanks to uh, Tabitha, you know, and I see the door was open for me and, and, they could see they probably needed a lot of help, of manpower, and, you know, and I was the person to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Susan, how would you describe You've at times uh, said we are quirky, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I wholeheartedly endorse. Yeah, I, I'd say it's small and quirky and diverse and... Um, I, I think it takes the, the words of, of Christ of we're supposed to love God 
first and foremost above all and love our neighbors as ourselves. I mean, that I think this church takes that into its being. I really do. I think that is fundamental to this church. Yeah. Well, you figure another thing, too. I'm not used to small churches. Yeah. You know, and that's why I always try to see how we could help this church build. Yeah. And for those for those who maybe because I think there are some that listen that don't uh, don't regularly attend or maybe even know who we are. We prior to COVID, we were a church that averaged probably 50 on any given Sunday. Um, coming out of COVID, I think we're we're in the mid 30s uh, with another two to ten online, depending on the Sunday. So we are we are a small church. Um, yeah, Mark. Somebody asked, "What is what is your church like?" Uh, no, I would say that definitely a a quirky, a small church. Um, but not necessarily, but I think with all that being said, um, I think we're, uh, we're definitely in, uh, I want to say a unique, diverse, um, intimate family, uh, which definitely takes sit where you hear other churches genuinely, um, say, come as you are, um, which I believe full hardly that the Lord calls each and every one of us to just come as we are, because he'll take us and, and just love on all of us. Um, but that is what this church is. I think more so than anything is that we genuinely, in more than different levels, get to come as we are. Um, and that's just, uh, it's really cool beans. Yeah. I, uh, another way I've heard it described is we're like the island of misfit toys. <laughs> Everyone remember that movie? Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we were just at a, uh, we were at a leadership planning session this last weekend. Mark uh, stood us up and, uh, <laughs> get my shot in there. Uh, but one of the things we were doing is, is well, there was some 30, 60, and 90-day planning and, you know, thinking about different values of, of your congregation and what you want to build upon and what you want, what, what, what are areas of uh, building into, what are, you know, all those, those kind of fun conversations um, that we'll have some more of, Mark, don't worry. Uh, but one of the things we, we identified as one of our strengths is our quirkiness and that sense of family and presence that we think we have. And we do, we think that's a strength, and it's something we want to continue to lean into and be, but we also recognize that there's a backside to that, uh, that, that given our quirkiness and the inside jokes and the sarcasm and the sense of family and presence, it can be more difficult for newer folks who are coming in. Uh, and so uh, I guess just open it up to you guys to say, uh, did, what was your experience? You walked into a congregation that had a Pastor Bonnie who had lived her whole life in this church, that had a Kathleen, uh, that had my dad who had been here before me since 1994. And there's just a lot of inside jokes and stories that you weren't on the inside of. What was that like to come into a place that was like that? I, I, can, I can first start it. I, um, I think sort of knowing where my own journey with the Lord um, had has been 
and had been um, since October 2011. Um, it, it was really difficult. I think both spiritually, but more so probably more of like my own sort of insecurities and depression and anxiety and almost having to have to feel like I need to start off from scratch. Yeah. And so it, it, was, it was hard. It was, ultimately, that was part, um, even later on, too, it was, it was still difficult to feel like, okay, where do I fit in? Because I already knew and sensed from the Lord that this is where he wanted me to be. But then here's, you know, X, Y, Z of, you know, the, the inside jokes and all of that. It was, it was hard to kind of feel like, oh, okay, you know, okay, there's, that's, oh, that's something else that I don't understand and I don't get. Um, but uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, honestly, it was, it was, uh, it was hard. Um, and you're more than welcome to edit this part out, I guess, if it doesn't fit with the question, but I will, I will say that um, it helped me to also honestly lean and grow even more intimate with my own relationship with with Jesus, because if he's leading me to our church, and, and, and I personally don't see it or don't personally feel welcomed at times, it, it's no one's fault. You know, it's just, again, it's just what, whatever I was going through. Yeah, yeah. Then there's something else that he wants me to be here for. You're like, God, what the heck? Yes, I definitely had um, more than several of those occasional uh, out, uh, out loud conversations with the Lord. But yeah, no, so it, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, it was hard. It was hard. No, for sure. Yeah, anybody else? The one thing that I found really hard at first was I am so used to just singing the old gospel hymns. <laughs> I come into a church, it's kind of like, uh, we don't sing those hymns? I've got to learn all these new songs, but I can catch on to them really quick. Yeah. And then when your dad was telling me, we're trying to incorporate those old hymns that you like so much. I'm kind of like, but I'm not asking the church to sing them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that, Bonnie. Yeah, Lorenzo, I, I was telling some of you that Lorenzo already has Easter planned, and I, uh, and I really like the service he's putting together, uh, but my comment to him last night was, I said, I love it, but go ahead and go back and put Christ the Lord is risen today first. <laughs> so so I gotta, you got to have one of the oldies Another in there. Good so. Easter song is... Up from the grave here. Oh yeah, we should. Oh, I should write that down for him. Susan, was that a thing for you uh, coming in, or, or I, no? I what I found. I I found it refreshing, honestly, because okay. it felt very. Um, there's something about worship here that's very communal. You know, I I came from a liturgical tradition, which is much more formal, and and there's wonderful things about liturgy. I mean, those words are they're ingrained in you, which is good, but oftentimes it becomes very formulaic. And it also doesn't feel like you're part of a community. It's just kind of like you saying these, and this was so different because it felt very, um, very lively. And it felt very connected. It felt like people were connected to the worship service. Um, and I, and I probably, if it, if, if, if it, 
didn't have that sacramental piece, I yeah. maybe would have found it off-putting, but because it had the sacramental piece, too, it also felt reverent. So, I mean, there's a certain level of, you know, Mark's, not Mark's sounding, you know, if it would purely have been just a bunch of jokes and then we would just have gone home afterwards, even though I would have gotten the sermon and I would have gotten the, you know, the scriptural readings and all that, that would have been great. I, I would have probably felt something missing, but because there's communion too, it feels like it kind of has the whole package. You know what I mean? It's got, it's got that feeling of warmth, kind of like the early Christians. I mean, they were meeting in homes, right? So, yeah. I mean, there was this familial warmth, I would think, that happened there. And they would have also shared communion, I would think, in the yeah. early church. With real wine, with, not grape well, juice. Well, that's the one thing you guys don't have is, is I grew up with, <laughs> with wine. In fact, I mean, this is, this is an offshoot, sorry, but you know, I'd, I'd never tasted wine before my first communion. And my first communion, I was scared to death, am I going to choke on this stuff, right? That was my, <laughs> and, which is like not reverential, right? And, but I remember like saying, dear God, please don't have me choke on this. I hope I can get this down. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, that's not what you really want to be thinking when you're having your first communion. But, um, I mean, I'm sure God, God's forgiven me for that, you know. That, but, um, but I actually found, I, 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 it didn't bother me that there were inside jokes at all. But, you know, that's just me. It's been, uh, it's been fun. And, and I, I recognize that, um, but it's been fun to watch from my end, each of you uh, break that and become on the inside in the different ways that each of you do. Uh, and to see it happening uh, is one of the joys I have. So let's do this one really quick because I, I know we're a little over time. So if you need to go, just walk out. That's fine. Uh, we're, we are getting close-ish. Um, if you, what is one thing, and, and we've touched on this a little bit, but, but just quickly, what's one thing you love about this faith community? Well, I like everything, you know. And wait, coming, wait, coming. I know you. <laughs> that is not, he just said, I like everything. I like that is everything, not the but you take. When it comes to, <laughs> you know, ideas to helping people yeah. out, and I definitely give it. But do they listen? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the way I am, you know. That, I got I'm you. used to old school. Old churches, you know, old, you know, center yeah. aisle and you, anything. You, but I mean, I I have to live with it because I I like this church. I like giving least, pastors a bad time. Yeah, you're a member now. Uh, going yeah. back. You even you even put up with us, even though we don't have any pews in here. Yep. You really want us to go back to pews with? A, I would like with a like center the, aisle. Well, <laughs> You know what it is, John. I I could tell um, now when there's a something really big going on. I know it's a lot of people show up, yeah. but when there's not a lot of things going on, they don't. They hide underneath carpets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that's that's the way I see it. But uh, yeah, uh, it would. Be really great for uh, having full house again. I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. There is a rush for me, at least. There is a rush on an Easter or Christmas 
when when the when there's a hum in the air and, and, and it's a little forward. Bonnie, what's something you love about this church? The way the church is compassionate for others. Okay. Mark? No matter Mark? what your circumstance is. Yeah. That's good. Mark? Yeah, I the thing that comes to, to mind and it sounds maybe cliche to say there's there's a real sense of family here um, and really have that point back to a spiritual family uh, and not necessarily just like the physical family and we all care about one another but I think there's something spiritual about all of it that just seems natural yeah. in, in a manner of speaking. So yeah, I think it's the familial aspects of, of our whole church as, as a whole. I see what you did there. Susan. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an incredibly loving and accepting community. And it's also, um, I think, backed by some real spiritual rigor. I don't know how else to put it, but there's something... You keep going back to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think there is. I think that... Um, I, I, when I would say, you know, I, I didn't see myself being evangelical, I mean, I had a certain thing in mind, right? A certain stereotype of what that meant. And, and I would have said that, y you know, many evangelicals wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have that depth of, of you know you know, they wouldn't be as concerned with sacrament. They wouldn't have been concerned with, um, you know, pre-Reformation theology and pre-Reformation church history. And that is not true here. I, I think there is so much respect for not only this faith tradition within the Christian tradition, but, you know, um, the Eastern Orthodox tradition yeah. and the Catholic tradition and and um, and of course there's some sense of yes these are separated brothers and sisters but there's another sense of these are our Christian brothers yeah. and sisters they are not separate from us yeah and yeah. and that I love I love that and and um, and that was very important to me and and honestly I wouldn't have even have been able to articulate that I don't think before I came to this church very well. <sighs> It's beautiful. Okay, this is your this is your and two more questions. Then I'll I'll give a quick moment if any of you have questions. Um, this is your chance again. This one's short. And Herman, you, you only get one. You don't get a full list. Um, but is there is there something that you maybe you don't love? Maybe you you tolerate because you know you're called here, or you tolerate because you know uh, God. You know, there's so much that you do love that it clearly outweighs this one thing or this two thing. But this thing just kind of, if, if you're honest, you well, can no, do. Uh, well, going on to that. You're raring to go, go aren't you? Uh, <laughs> you know, back time I was coming, uh, you figured uh, after I got, you know, everybody, uh, it's like a family. It's a happy family. And, hey, you're not going to get rid of me yet. <laughs> Wait, I'm, that isn't even, you haven't even said anything bad about us uh no that's like a compliment no because i'll tell you that that's true that 
what in me. You know, you're, everybody's like a happy family. You must have gone and done what I said on Sunday. You got a gratitude journal, didn't you? <laughs> Herman, I'm so glad you're here. Bonnie, is there anything, is it the hymns maybe, or what is it? I just wish that the outside steps would be there you go. Fixed. Let's talk to Terry Matson on that one. I'm with you. Actually, and I wanted to go back to something you said. Uh, I was talk Lorenzo and I were talking about uh, if we could get a week, because we are experimenting with songs that we recognize um, people don't know. In fact, I think this week there's a song called Gyra we're going to sing, um, and it's one people don't know. But So one of the ideas was could we, if we knew a week in advance that we're singing it, um, could we put like a Spotify playlist and send it out to people so they could be listening to it in their car or whatever so that when they arrive on Sunday, they, it's, um, they, they have a sense of it to sing with it. Mark, I'm really excited about your answer to this question. Uh, is it, what could you do without? It, it's funny because it's, it's kind of hard to answer that question because I, I, there is grace upon grace upon yes, grace. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay, so I suppose with me, uh, I've done children's ministry, I've done, uh, I was part of ushering, uh, greeting, um, and also audiovisual. And so maybe it's just more of the behind the scenes, but um, maybe just and that's that's not necessarily spiritual. I think it's just more of the just the that part. I think like um, moments where I'm just like uh, audio visual. Yeah. Okay, audio visual. Yeah. I mean, but I mean. Uh, I will say this though, it's not a, it's not a knockoff. I think um, I would love. It's not a, it's not a dislike or a hate at all. Like I think it would be really cool beans to to be able to see um, there just be sort of a, a natural sort of like because um, we already naturally sort of go with the flow type of. I mean we're a quirky family church and so like, but just be like it, that. What's supposed to be is to be, and I'm sure that you potentially might be, can definitely attest to this where, and you mentioned this before, where L Lorenzo could come up with all these different songs and and not talk to you about them until, you know, Saturday night, but then, of course, through the Lord, it totally matches up with what you're going to be talking about in the sermon, what the Lord's placed on your heart. Um, but again, I think sometimes it's just, that the whole entire behind the scenes of, of audiovisual and technical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But for sure. That's, uh, yeah. That's, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you. Susan? I have two things. One is that drives me nuts, whatever's going on up there. Oh, the. Every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those, for those who have not go. been in our sanctuary, uh, we have. Uh, God's gift to sanctuary is popcorn ceiling, uh, except for in one area, and uh, we need to re-put some popcorn and then uh, paint, and paint it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So good. That's the, good to that's know. That's the superficial. Thing. Absolutely. But then the second thing, um, 
And, and it wouldn't have to be every Sunday, but every once in a while, it would be nice to say the Apostles' Creed. Dude! Actually, I'm with you. And what about the Nicene? We can do the Nicene too, but we... I think we need to wander slowly in the waters with the Apostles because I think the Nicene's going to be too long to start with, I'm with some you. people. I've been thinking that. We I do, like the Nicene. We do, uh, we, do we do, we do the Apostles on Wednesdays, right? Thompson, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, and I, oh, for the last month or two, I've been thinking we need, I need to work this in on Sundays. That's good. That's a good critique. I fully accept that. Okay, last question from me. Uh, because, and, and I don't, I, I'm going to say it in such a way. It, okay, we don't need to give Terry Matson credit. He already has a big enough head. Uh, uh, just kidding, Dad, if you ever listen to this. Uh, by the way, uh, Dad, if you listen to this and you've made it to this point in the episode, your code word is supersonics. <laughs> supersonics. And text me it, and I'll know that you actually listen to the podcast. Um, you're members now. It's not like, and, and I, I, frankly, I would accept this. I would love <coughs> anybody to answer this. So if you're not a technical member, I still want to hear this. But I'm going to ask this in such a way to say you're members. You're, you're people who have been here a, lot, a while now. You're invested. You're part of the family. You're part of the uh, island of misfit toys. Um, so I, I dream a little bit. Speak into us, like this, you know, the show. This is us a little bit. Uh, what, would you, what would you dream for us? And, 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 and take it however you want. It could be a, a very personal sense of this is what I would like to see myself give, or it could be a more communal sense of this is where I'd like to see us go. Um, but if you were to dream... Uh, parts of the future for us, or ways we might give ourselves away. Um, wh where might that go? Have a youth night, try to get some youth into our church. Okay. Yeah, the youngins. Whether it be a movie night forum or games. That's interesting, because Susan, you've talked about that. I have. I, um, I think, especially with COVID, um, and I'm on mom's groups on Facebook, and man, our teens are really struggling right now, yeah. and mm -hmm. deeply struggling. And to come to a warm environment that's accepting, um, you know, Seattle is a really secular place, so you know, a lot of kids have never been in a church. They have a lot of misconceptions about what that even means. And I think there's a huge opportunity there just to... Um, be, you know, it was just amazing to hear people talk about Bonnie, right, and what a loving presence she was to teens, and yeah. what, what a legacy if we could kind of bring some of that to them. Be a way to reach the community. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I have a dream of having, like, I don't know, three times a year, like a, a faith and film thing where we have a, a movie that's interesting, right? Mark's, Mark's happy. And then afterwards, have like a little panel discussion, get some, you know, pastors from other congregations and, and talk about it just like they do after The Chosen. You know, they got the, the priest and the evangelical guy and the messianic Jew and they're all talking about The Chosen. I think we should do that here and we should you know, blast right. it on the blog. And I love it. I love it. People, I think, will come. Yep. And, and 
a part of that, you've been a big proponent of the coffee shop too, Yeah. right? And then my other crazy idea too, kind of similar thing to bring in the community. I think we go, because you know we're such a tech town and we got people who, I don't know, I mean like, There, there's interesting stuff in the world. Like, there's a lot of people, like Elon Musk, who believe in the simulation, right? Does, you've heard this, that we're essentially living in the matrix, right? What if we got some pastors and people faith communities, and it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this from a faith perspective. Like, I think people would be blown away. It'd be a blast. Wouldn't it be fun? I think so. I'd come. I, I yeah. I like it. Agreed, Beans. <laughs> Agreed. Mark, dream with us. Wow. Um, I could potentially get choked up a little bit. Um, you know, comparison to maybe when initially when I first came to the church. Um, but really seeing sort of what the Lord has um, already been working and, and doing um, in our in our church here while allowing me to be part of um, part of it and become a member um, and just even with that you know he's kind of being like yeah but and then some you know and things that we you know um, I will say this you know um, sort of briefly I didn't have that um, I don't want to necessarily say uh, but I didn't, I didn't know Pastor Bonnie for, for very long um, when I did come into the church. It literally was right before COVID, right? So that kind of stopped a, a little bit more of the, the intimate community base. And, and everybody, uh, not everybody, but majority of people in our church family had already known Pastor Bonnie for many, many years. Um, and I feel really blessed that I had that opportunity to be able to share my own testimony um, with her and how welcoming she was, um, talking to me as if I've had already, and this is actually, I want to say this is even before I became a member, right? So like this is earlier on, had already was talking to me as if I was already part of our church. Um, and that definitely, you know, I will still remember it till the Lord calls me, but you know, I, I, that always warms my heart. So with that being said, and I, I think I spoke to Kathleen about this and, and I'm trying to remember who else I spoke to, but I, I can't help but sense that as much as it's, it's definitely sad and it, it's, it's hard to, to say goodbye to Pastor Bonnie um, and what she's meant to our church, um, she's, you know, she's, still, she's still doing work with the Lord um, and she, she's definitely alongside with him um, as she always has been. Um, but more so in a sense of like can't help a sense like she's she's moving us in uh not because of her death but like just more so or her passing but just more so like she's moving and she's like holding us along with the lord into a a pretty cool beans what i sense anyway um season for our church moving forward and and where we're at um and it's it's really cool beans to kind of really be excited about that so Segwaying into my dreams, you know, I, I could see, I, I would love to be able to, um, <laughs> I laugh, um, because I've heard stories, but I would love to be able to have a, uh, to bring back uh, drama ministry, 
uh, for our church and, uh, and what that would look like, um, along with uh, mission trips. Um, of course, locally, um, which is something that we've all kind of wanted to do already, but I actually would love to be able to see that go um, overseas and, and, and would love to be able to, um, you know, potentially lead that or just whatever it is that the Lord, you know, will, yeah. will have for our, our church um, moving forward. I would love to be able to see that. And um, I think youth ministry from what I've heard with our church has been really cool beans and I've seen that in the previous church I was part of so yeah we're kind of in times where we don't have youth and I would love to definitely I definitely agree I would love to see more youth but I think what's really cool beans is it allows us to be able to then really um it takes a village right and it takes a family um to really um faithfully uh alongside with Pastor Sarah, um, the children that we already do have, that have already a connection to our church, that have been here before because their parents have been here, and through youth ministry, right, or, or what have you, and, and so um, to, to support them in a sense that that, that will then grow into youth ministry um, moving forward, and, and so that's, it, it's, um, and along with all that, growth will come from all sorts of of different ways, but I think that those are some of the dreams that I, I would love to be able to like see our church kind of go into. Herman, do you, uh, besides getting the uh, this out here down the water garden, do you have any dreams for us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sure you want to go there? <laughs> I'll tell you, um, you figure that it done well since I've been coming here. That's been a nightmare. It's <laughs> been, you know, I could see when Pastor Terry, you know, he's working by himself, and it's like, oh. It sounds like you you dislike that out there as much as Susan dislikes oh, that. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at this, too, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I could see that uh, this church needs a lot of help. Yeah, we do. Just look at its pastor. Definitely, you could see they need a lot of help. Especially you. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then that mop of your hair. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> well, let's uh, quickly. Uh, miscellaneous uh, side note. Uh, I've always been a supporter. And, um, and grace from everybody else, please. Um, I do love you all. But I've always been a supporter of your man bun. Thank you. Uh, like that for means the, a lot. since since its growth. You're my new favorite uh, member. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Martha. John. Day, yes. Another thing that's really been on my heart, and I've helped other churches with it, was once a month we would take a Saturday and do a meal for the homeless in the community. That's great. I think it's great, especially. Coming out of COVID, Especially I, I was, you know, opens I, I was working with the homeless quite yep. a bit when I was doing Seattle Street Ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it was a lot of hassle. I think it's beautiful. You know. But here's what I want to say on the end. And I've noticed this with Susan. I've noticed it with Mark. Um, and I can't wait till I get to notice it with you. But you guys used to say the same thing David just said, your church. I don't know if you know that. Mm. 
And I've heard you both at times shift that to talk about our church. Yeah, and I think that's the beautiful thing. It is our church. And it is, and, it is. And it is our church in it the is. in this sense of you as members. But frankly, it's our church to Walt. And it's our church to people whose names aren't on the documents of uh, Nazarene Mecca in Kansas City. Guys, we've gone too long. Really, it's our church to help each other. Yes. Like a family. We're a family. We're not... One. Herman, that is enough positive thoughts for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining. We'll be back on the next episode of the West Seattle Finance Cast. You're going to be able to sleep tonight.